0: Once again this week, we are blessed with a beautiful gospel passage. Just like last week of the woman at the well, it's another long passage and there's a lot to unpack and we will not be able to do it uh, this morning. But Just a little side note when it comes to the readings during Lent. The first reading from the Old Testament throughout Lent is always about salvation history. So today, of course, we have the call, the anointing, of david so this is part of salvation history the second reading from the new testament and the gospel are going to line up and usually which we've seen in the last couple weeks and we'll continue to see speaks of baptism why does it speak of baptism because of course we know that the lenten season is a preparation for the easter vigil for easter And the tradition of the church is at the Easter vigil, we welcome those who have been catechumens, uh, those preparing to enter into the sacrament of baptism, sacraments of initiation, and at the Easter vigil. So it's kind of preparing them and revealing to them the importance of being baptized. And so we see this once again this week with this, this man born blind. And it's very important to realize right away that something interesting in this miracle happens. It's Jesus who seeks out this man. You know, in other miracles, it's people bringing uh, themselves to Jesus. It's the lepers crying out. It's those carrying the paralytic uh, to the top of the roof and lowering him down. It's the synagogue official coming and saying, Jesus, heal my daughter. But in this case, it's different. Jesus sees the blind man from birth and desires to help him, desires to cure him. Now his, his disciples ask a question. Rabbi, whose sin is this? Is this his sin or is it his parents' sin? And he has a very beautiful answer. It says, neither he nor his parents' sin. It is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. So this is a twofold answer, by the way. Because so it's showing oneself, this man was born blind, so I can actually heal him, but it's gonna show a deeper reality about the sacrament of baptism. Of course, we don't the sacrament of baptism. What happens? We are washed clean of what? We are healed of our original sin. Is that original sin our fault or her parents' fault? Even though even in Adam, we hear at the Easter Vigil, oh, happy fault. And so it's that like God can work through us and that he can show that he desires to heal us. He desires to love us. So let's get to the actual miracle that happens here and how it happens. So once again, at first, it just doesn't make sense. Jesus sees him and he desires to cure him. So how does he do this? He spits on the ground. Now, we know Mary's a pretty awesome mother, Right? You would think she would teach Jesus some manners. You don't spit on the ground, right? Probably not a good thing to do, which is true. So there must be something deeper here. Why did Jesus spit on the ground? Well, because he makes clay out of it. And so we should say, okay, where do we see that in the Old Testament? It's Genesis 2, verse 7, the creation of Adam. Made out of what? What? made out of the clay of the ground. And actually, ancient tradition, especially in the Dead Sea Scrolls, we've been able to see this, says that when God created Adam, he spat into the dust of the world and created clay and formed him. So this is what Jesus is doing now as well. This spittle he makes into clay and he lays it on this man's eyes. So we could say now he's becoming what? He's becoming a new creation. Side note, he does this on a Sabbath. And there's a reason he does it on the Sabbath. Revealing that he is the one who is going to come. That now is the time for this new creation. So he lays it on this man's eyes. And is the man cured? No. He says something very important. Go wash in the pool of Siloam. And we know this pool is right outside, right inside the gates of of Jerusalem, which means sent. And he goes and washes himself in this this pool and is made, well, he's made able to see. We should be thinking in our mind, once again, in the context of baptism, God creates us. Before we're known in our mother, he knows before we're formed in our mother's womb, he's the one who forms us. And we are called, to to go to this pool of baptism so that we may see. Maybe not in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense. Because once again, when we are baptized, what happens is that now we'll be able to see, we're able to see God. We are, before this, have an absence, we could say. This is what original sin is. An absence of being able to see God Clearly And so now when we are baptized, we're able to have this absence removed, and we see God in faith. You know, this is the sign of this miracle of this man born blind as a visible reality of an invisible reality at baptism. because when we've all been to baptisms, we probably have all been baptized for the most part. Most of us probably don't remember our baptism. If we were baptized as an infant. But we've all seen a baptism. It's not all of like, whew, now we can see, okay, that that visible sign. No, no, no. It's about faith. But this faith we know is true. And this is a visible reality shown, of course, in an invisible sign with with baptism. Once again, what does baptism do? It enables us to see God and to have the eyes of faith. It enables us to what? To walk in the light as we hear about in Ephesians, our second reading. Of course, who is the light? Jesus even says it in the gospel. I am the light of the world, the light in the midst of darkness. I am here so that people may be illuminated about my love that I wish to bestow upon you. Without even seeking me out, he chooses you. He chooses us and he gives us the gift of himself and he gives us the gift of baptism of course this story goes longer than just that we know that there's many many paragraphs but i think a very interesting thing happens here with this man born blind he's healed his friends ask him questions how did this happen the pharisees ask him questions they're trying to say how can this man a sinner heal you how can you a sinner tell me what to do how can you understand this And yet, what does his faith do? It actually goes deeper throughout the story. At first he says, well, yeah, maybe he's a a prophet. Or maybe, you know, he's someone that's never been, no one's ever been cured of their blindness before, so he must truly be from God. And at the end, of course, Jesus approaches him, hears that he's been cast out, and reveals to him for sure that he is the Son of God. Reveals his divinity to him. But there's a line in here I just think is so beautiful because it speaks about our reality as well. Once again, the second time the Pharisees come to him and they ask this question. Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. They make this accusation. And he says, if he's a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know is that I was blind and now I see. Where do we hear that, by the way? Probably the most famous hymn sung at funerals. Amazing grace. Verse number one. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. And at the end of that, I was blind and now I see. This is so true in our faith. We were blind. But through baptism, we're able to see. God wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to reveal himself to us. He will take down every single barrier and say, here I am. Let me reveal myself to you. Let me cure you of your spiritual blindness, your spiritual darkness. Let me help you to walk in the light of faith. And this is what baptism does, And once again, throughout the, the Lenten season, we'll hear more and more about baptism. We'll even hear about, about confirmation a little bit uh, as, as well. But in the sacrament of baptism, we're able then to be able to walk in the light of faith. How beautiful this is. St. Ambrose speaks of this, this passage. St. Ambrose is a fourth century, Saint, late fourth century. He's actually the one who baptized St. Augustine, and brought him into the faith. But St. Ambrose speaks of this passage. This is what he says. In one instant, we see the power of Jesus' divinity and the strength of his holiness. As the divine light, he touched this man and enlightened him. As priest, by an action symbolizing baptism, He brought in him his work of redemption. The only reason for Jesus mixing clay with the spittle and smearing it on the eyes of the man born blind was to remind you, to remind us, that he who restored man to health by anointing his eyes with clay is the very one who fashioned the first man out of clay. And that clay is our flesh that can receive the light of eternal life through the sacrament of Of baptism so now he's speaking to those preparing for baptism and those who are on the fence he says this you can imagine him saying this is st. Augustine by the way you too should come to Siloam let Christ wash you and then you will see come and be baptized it's time Come quickly, and you too will be able to say, I was blind and now I see. If you have been baptized, never forget this reality that Jesus desired, Jesus has healed you of your spiritual blindness, and that you are able to see, not out of your own merits, but out of his own good works that he wants to bestow upon each and every one of us. And when we truly understand this, we are able to rejoice. Because he has chosen us. He has given us this this new life, this this new creation, and we're able to rejoice as we celebrate Latare Sunday, rejoicing and remembering that we truly are God's children, that he has chosen us, and that he will take care of us, and that we too can say, just like this blind man, I was blind, and now I see. Praise God god this should be an antiphon of our life maybe make it an antiphon this week i was blind and now i see praise god do me a favor if you've been baptized stand up all right i think almost everyone's standing up praise god all right so i want us all to say this antiphon I was blind and now I see, praise God. I was blind and now I see, praise God. Now let's use our whole heart when we do it. Ready? I was blind, I was blind now I see, praise God. Praise God. Let's